Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the Gapped Podcast. Shiraz, how are you doing? Walaikum salam. Alhamdulillah, I'm good. How are you doing? You all right? Alhamdulillah. We're here to talk all about Ride London. It's in, what, about 11, 12 days uh, from when we're recording on Tuesday 17th. And uh, you're quite the expert and we'll go into that in a bit. Uh, but for the listeners, just tell us about yourself a little bit and uh, your riding history. Okay. Um, well, first of all, I, I won't call myself an expert, um, but yeah, I've, I've done it a couple of times. Alhamdulillah. Um, first of all, Junaid, I just want to you know congratulate you on, on obviously on the on the blog. Fantastic, mashallah. You know, um, obviously do dua, they continues, and you know, there's a lot of success at this. And generally, honestly, I'm I'm humbled that you invited me on, right? And obviously, some of the you know previous speakers you've had, um, mashallah, you're doing a fantastic job. So yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Um, so. I'm Shiraz. I'm based here in the north of England, um, in Bradford. Uh, Alhamdulillah, I've been cycling. So is uh, Bradford in England or is it in Pakistan? No, no, it's definitely in England. Yeah, <laughs> definitely in England. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've been cycling for, uh, let's say, 20, what, 11, 12 years, I'd say. Um, my, my journey to cycling was quite interesting, if I'm honest with you, because uh, um, I had no intention of, you know, getting into cycling. Um, it was more of a work thing where some of the guys uh, wanted to do some mountain biking and uh, wanted to kind of go to uh, uh, Dobby Forest over close to York. Um, I was like, yeah, let's do it. But obviously I didn't have a bike. So they were like, well, you need to get a bike. Uh, and I bought a, a, you know, a, a really cheap mountain bike through the cycle scheme. I bought it. And then uh, that ride never happened. Right. So I was left with a mountain bike. And I'm like, <laughs> OK, well, what am I going to do with this thing? Right. Is either it's going to go in the shed or I might just do a couple of rides. And so, yeah, I just thought, okay, let's ride this thing. And it was kind of, you know, coming towards the summer, did a couple of rides, local, three, four miles. I thought, no, this is not too bad, right? Um, I was playing football at the same time. Then I did another couple of more rides. And I think what was looking for me is one of my close friends, he obviously, he's diabetic, right? And he was kind of wanting to get into fitness. So he got a bike too, right? And we just started cycling together. Uh, and I thought, okay, this is all right. So we're like six miles, just loops here, six, 10 to 10, you know, one, two rides kind of become three, four rides, you know, short 10 miles. And we really kind of got into this, right? Uh, so on mountain bikes, never been off-road, staying on the road, right? And then uh, two weeks, weeks went into months and all that. And uh, other summer we're kind of kicking on and we were like getting really serious with this, right? Uh, so we started putting some slick tires on the mountain bikes, so took the nobody ones off, and you know, start doing 20, 30 mile rides around local, around where we were. Um, I think, you know, once three, four, five, right? Six, we were like, okay, this is really good, but I'm really enjoying this. And then I started seeing some road bikes, right? And I thought, you know what, that's the next stage, right? So, and I think that by that time, um, it was kind of in great, um, I needed to move up here, you know what I mean? I wanted to, you know, I got, I got the kind of, you know, um, um, got the bug, yeah? I got the book for it like a little bit and I was like, okay, these road bikes look pretty cool. So I already start looking around and what's available, you know, reviews, which are road bikes and pretty much straight away, Cannondale came up, right? You know, CAD 10, I think it was. So I seen one on a local shop and literally, you know, I had a couple of months left of my uh, cycle to work seemed to finish anyway, right? So I literally said, okay, put the deposit down and I'll come just pick this up in, in, in a couple of months time. Yeah, and literally, um, I think it was February, uh, March of the next following year, um, I got myself a road bike and uh, literally never looked back since then, right? Um, uh, I mean, it, it was quite ironic because as soon as I got a road bike, my, obviously my close friend got a road bike, but he then did his Achilles uh, tendon, I ruptured it really. And he was literally, so he had a brand new specialized that 
a week later, got injured, and I was left on my own, really, right? And uh, so literally from then, uh, for the next two, three years, I was just doing solo writing, right? And I thought, you know what, I'm into it. I had the book, and I didn't want to, like, back out. So I just continued writing and obviously started increasing miles. Um, then I think I found Strava, right, back in 2011, I think it was. Because I, I, I would try to put some, some apps out to record my uh, 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 data and all that. And I had found a couple before it, and then Strava came along. And I thought, this is interesting, right? So obviously looking at my, and obviously I didn't follow anybody, you know, there wasn't that many people using it. Uh, I had some good, you know, whoever, whoever was and using locally, I was like in the top two, top three of the segments and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like that. So, I remember those days, sure, I was like yeah. on a local ride or something, just a casual ride and you'd come back with a few top tens. You'd be like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, uh, and, and I think that, that was part of the book too, right? Because you look at your segment times and literally, First few years, it was all about getting to going through your ride as fast as you can. Right? Yeah. It wasn't about pacing because, you know, I was so inexperienced, so new to the whole thing. I was just enjoying it. So, you know, uh, it was just like, yeah, get this is my route. Um, let's just get out there as quick as I can. So 30, 40 miles, et cetera. So, yeah, that was like first three miles, three years. Then I found a few people from the local university who I started riding with. Uh, then, I, you know, we're all riding on and off a little bit. Uh, then I found obviously my good friend Altaf, who I ride with a lot, and our, um, um, we started riding together. Um, and then obviously one thing led to another. We kind of joined a club, uh, local club. We kind of you know uh, kind of managed it in a way, led that kind of uh, club in a way. Um, and obviously fast forward where we are now, you know we kind of you know um, spearhead the whole thing a little bit. You know obviously you know um, doing plenty of rides, you know, on, on, a, on a daily basis. Um, I think obviously the last three years, I've been averaging close to 8,000 miles a year on my bike, more miles than I'm on my car, if I'm honest with you. Um, alhamdulillah, you know, I've, I've made some amazing friends, right, you know, in, in this journey. You know, I, I, I feel, truly feel blessed, right? Um, you, know, uh, bro, you know, brotherhood, um, you know, all, all in the same passion of, of cycling, right? You know, riding on two wheels, you know, meet locally with these guys and, you know, not just obviously local, you know, friends from South and uh, Junaid, obviously, I've, you know, I've met you, you know, you through obviously cycling and all the, the brothers in the, uh, uh, down South and obviously up North, uh, friends in Scotland. Um, yeah, and, you know, for, for, the, for the love of cycling, you know, go abroad, Spain, Mallorca, you know, Alhamdulillah, it's just, it's pretty crazy to be honest with you. So uh, yeah, the, um, and obviously more and more recently kind of got the whole brotherhood into the leading with like the Swift side of things too. And obviously it's just, it's it's amazing like where I was and where we are, you know, and just to see more and more Muslim brothers kind of, you know, join that scene is it's actually fantastic to be honest with you. Yeah, so, it's absolutely uh, incredible. And it's uh, interesting. Uh, we've actually first met, I actually first met you when you were down in London for your, I, I don't know. Was it your first ride, London? You and Altaf came Possibly, down. yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's and, when and, I first met you. And and even that was quite interesting because I was, you know, like still doing a bit. You know, me and Altaf were doing, a, you know, I I only had met Altaf then, right? Just maybe like eight months before, right? And alhamdulillah, we kind of grew our friendship really, really well. And he he had a charity spot for Ride London, and he's like, "Come on, Shira, let's come on, do it." So I've never done any sportive prior to that, right? And uh, I'm like, okay, yeah, let's let's go do it. I'm really nervous about it, right? So, uh, um, and yeah, alhamdulillah, I did it, and I, I was totally blown away by it. I thought, wow, that that really opened my eyes, you know, in a in a different level to cycling, to be honest with you. So, if you had the book, you know, doing a like a closed ride, close sportive, 
Uh, I don't know, we'll talk about it a little bit more, more in depth, right? I think that gives you another element of obviously cycling to yeah. So, uh, yeah, alhamdulillah. And obviously got to meet you, got to meet a few other brothers too. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just part of the journey as to where we are right now, right? So, uh, yeah. And I was just speaking to you earlier before we got on the podcast, like we're at um, a certain part of the Muslim cycling stage here in the UK where it's, I've uh, just taken office or it's about to, you know, like where we've got, I don't know, I, I've got an estimate of about two, three thousand Muslims, uh, both women and men here cycling in the UK. That's an estimate when you look at the numbers from Bob, Cycle Sisters, HK, Team MC, some yeah. of the biggest clubs. Um, but I think it's about to take off or it will very soon, you know, and we're, we're kind of at crossroads kind of thing, you know what I mean? Like, not quite sure what's going to happen next, but I feel like there will be an explosion of some sort, you know. Um, and uh, pandemic, uh-huh. pandemic uh, definitely helped, yeah. um, but I, I think there's more growth to come. Uh, a massive amount, actually. I I, I totally agree, and, and you know, obviously, inshallah, I, you know, I pray that that does happen. And you know, for me, it's just fantastic to see new people coming on board. You know, and uh, you know, I think. You know, us veterans, we got uh, you know a part to play in that, right? You know, obviously we we cycle on a regular basis, and obviously the the, you, the new generation, the younger generation coming through, see that you know we could act as maybe motivators a little bit, to obviously guidance and all that kind of stuff. Right? It's funny so, you uh, say uh, younger generation, Shiraz, but it's not the younger lot getting into it, is it? It's it's the older men, you know. Yeah, so, true, true. I know, and and, and, and women. But... Yeah, and I, I guess that could be you know a number of things. Obviously, trying to get fit and see that the. Uh, you know, brother uh, with a beard, you know, on a bike, thinking, hey, what's going on here, right? So, uh, uh, you know, no matter what the kind of situation is or the motivation, you know, just to get on a bike is obviously is what we want them to do, right? So, uh, and I guess it's never too late, right? Because, you know, cycling obviously is, is really good generally for your body, you know, it's not like football where you're pounding your knees or your ankles and all that kind of stuff, right? So, uh, uh, and, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, some of the, you know, whenever I go out riding, and some of the people I ride with, right, they're in the 50s and 60s, and how they are strong as the oxes, right? It's like, wow. And, you know, I would always say, you know, if I could get to that individual's age and I'm still cycling, man, I'm the line, or pretty well, right? I still so, say the same. I would say exactly the same. You know, if I'm 55, 60, forget being as strong as some of them, yeah, but, yeah. but if I'm still just cycling, I'm, I'll, I'll be happy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I'm the line. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, I've got you on Shiraz uh, to talk about Ride London for a few specific reasons. One of them being is uh, you're, you're the doctor, um, or rather, they call you the doctor. Why is that? Oh, man. Um, I knew you can ask me this. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting because um, I used to do, well, I'll still do it to, to a degree. I used to do a lot of analysis on, on, on Strava, right? So I was really into my data, you know, once I kind of, uh, you know, once you get hard monitors and gadgets and all that data, power data, I was like, you know, really scrutinizing it a little bit more, like, you know, how was my effort? Or how was that individual's effort on the same ride and all that kind of stuff, right? So um, then, yeah, I think one of the guys, I can't remember who it was, they were like, oh, well, you know, we call him doctor analysis, right? You know, and I think, you know, there was maybe another another way of uh, another um, uh, angle they were calling me a doctor. It was something to do with obviously. I think um, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I was trying to help you with with, with 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 saddle saw and all that kind of stuff, right? And I don't know, a few analogies came around, but I think generally it came from the fact that you know it was more like I was doing analysis and you know I was like saying, oh, you put too much effort in here, you were in the red too much, and 
And um, I can't remember who he was, you know, maybe it was Shaf from, from uh, Shaf for the Shaf from Birmingham who said, oh yeah, he's a doctor, this guy. So, uh, or, or it might have been Altaf or it might have been Sham from Scotland. I can't remember one of them two guys, basically, one of them two guys came up with the whole doctor thing, right? And uh, it kind of stuck, right? So, uh, yeah, now obviously, you know, they, I get I get this quite a lot. Is he a real doctor? You know, what kind of doctor is he? And all that. So it's quite funny to me, you know, in terms of uh, the whole the whole notion of uh, getting, getting called a doctor. Yeah. So you, this is exactly why I got you on because you you literally analyze uh, the performance of not just yourself but other brothers uh, doing similar rides to yourself. Mm. So uh, it's good to have someone who's a bit analytical uh, on someone who's done Ride London several times now. How many times have you done it? I think inshallah this will be my fourth one if I Yeah, know. so you've yeah. done it several times. It's only been running what eight or nine times and you've done it yeah. what plenty, uh, mashallah. And uh from my uh knowledge, I think you hold the fastest time for a Muslim uh really? the event itself. I, I think so. Um, wow. we've, every year we've always that. got quicker, isn't it? And you've you you still hold the quickest time. I think like there there might be someone out there that we've not come across just yet. So I remember yeah. the first time I did it with Altaf, right? I did it in five hours and a couple of minutes, right? Yeah. Altaf was way faster than me on that time. Right? I think that's the only time he's doing it, right? Yeah. The second time I did it, uh, that's when it was like a half and half where it was dry for the first 40 minutes and it was like wet for the the, oh, yeah. the last yeah, yeah. 55. That was like four hours and 23, 26 minutes, I can't remember. Still a banging uh, time, yeah. And I think the one that we just, uh, 2019, obviously before COVID, that's when we had um, alhamdulillah the, the, it was literally perfect condition right the weather was perfect um and i was generally my fitness was pretty good that year um and i did it in four hours and nine minutes or four hours ten minutes kind of thing so uh, i think it was sub 410 i think yeah it was four yeah four nine i think exactly or yeah so, like so so just to break it down that's probably what 24 miles per hour literally close to 20 yeah 23.9 or yeah, yeah 24 miles per hour there, yeah. yeah incredible so, incredible and, and that it was, and I, it was it was, that was obviously one of my, well, that was probably my main goal for the year, really, you know, is uh, I think at that same 20, yeah, so, you know, you say your goals at the beginning, beginning of the year, like, oh, this sportive, or I want to be prepared for going to, you know, abroad and really doing well and all that kind of stuff. So for me, like, I thought, we'll do Ride London again. And that was always my kind of plan to be be prepared as much as I can. And uh, obviously it was, it was a goal for the year to be, uh, to kind of, to, to put a good timing, really, you know, yeah, faster yeah. timing before. So, uh, and uh, yeah. we're, we're going to how you manage that and helping uh, other people get a similar time, inshallah. But you've done it several times now. What, what What's the draw that keeps bringing you back, especially considering you have to travel so far and whatnot? Yeah, I, I mean, like, as I said, the first time I did it, it was like more Alta was saying, come on, let's go do it. And I was didn't know what to expect. I thought it's a supportive, let's just do it. And I was like, just literally blown away by a, the, the mass participation, right? I, I, I'd never seen so many people, right? I think the only time I close to it, you know, and obviously it doesn't, it doesn't compare in any way. So it's Hajj, right? You know, when you go for, yeah. you know, Philip um, Stone and the Shaitan, like, yeah? But this one was like, you know, when you, especially at the start, it, the waves, obviously with the Kuluk, and I'm like, wow, this is just crazy. And then the ride itself, right? Just seeing so many people, you know, friendly people and, you know, you see the pelotons and you kind of get really into it. And, you know, for me, the real standout thing was just going through the villages and all the local support was just, that blew my mind, right? I thought, this is incredible, right? You know, these guys are out seven o'clock in the morning and they're supporting us and, you know, the roads are closed, going through iconic London, you know, because uh, at the time, um, 
the company I worked for, we were based out of a bank, bank station, Needle Street, right? And I remember coming out of bank and walking to Needle Street, and we literally rode past that on our bikes on closed roads, right? So that, well, like, stood out to me, was like, this is really freaky, right? You know what I mean? You know, going through central London. And, yeah, I was, like, I was buzzed off into this video, and I was sold, and I thought, I need to come back and do this again kind of thing. And I remember saying, going back, saying, yeah, Guys, you need to ride, ride London. If you're not doing it, you need to ride London. And uh, for me, even to this day, like going back to the first time I did it, it is the supportive to do, 100%. You know, and I'm like, you know, uh, cycling abroad is, is different. It's different kind of, you know, uh, different kind of experience. But any supportive ride you do, I think for me, ride London is is number one by, by far, right? I don't think you could really be on that side of things. I think the whole... You know, aspect of the roads being closed, you know, iconic London, the huge amount of people. Generally, the weather's really good. I know we had a couple of years, which was a bit, you know, but yeah, uh, absolutely, you know, and that's why no problems of come back again, again, again and do it. You know, it don't matter if the roads are the same. I just think that it's just a, it's a spectacle that I think a lot of people um, would enjoy. And, I, and see, for me personally, that boosted my kind of, you know, uh, eagerness in cycling, right? Because I did it and I thought, this is like, it, it, you know, from the right, point the right to a side, it was more the fact that, you know, it, like, okay, I want to keep on cycling. I want to do more, you know, I want to get a faster time. And obviously that then leads to saying more performance. How do I get better, better? How do I get faster? How do I get fitter, right? So it kind of adds more goals to you, right? Over the next 12 months and that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I see. That, that was, that's the kind of story really on that. That's, uh, that's very interesting because you keep coming back, but uh, we've got about, uh, again, it's an estimate, but I think about three, potentially 400 uh, riders, Muslim riders have signed Marshall. up this year. So in, wow. in Bob itself, we've got well over 100. I believe yeah. H&K have another 100 or so. Uh, Sarah Javed from Cycle Sisters, she said uh, 70 sisters had signed up. Wow. Um, Team MC, I'm sure, have got a bunch of brothers and potentially sisters as well signed up. So uh, we're talking about three, potentially 400 people signing up. And um, yeah, I think for the first time, uh, for a lot of people, it'll, it'll be they'll get to see one, a sportive, and two, uh, closed roads. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be incredible. That, I, I, I mean, you tell me them numbers, I'm blown away. Alhamdulillah. And I can't wait to insert you, you know, just... Uh, um, you know, like I think when we first did, there was, I, I don't even remember, even, you know, seeing anybody, you know, like with a beard or, you know, a brother or even a sister on, on doing that right, right. But, you know, to see in that short space of time to where, when I did it, the numbers to where, you know, inshallah, how many will be there you know, on the 29th, that's just incredible, really. And, uh, you know, it just gives you more motivation, really. You know, I mean, it's like, okay, this is, you know, this is happening, right? You know, we need to get the word out even more. And inshallah, next year have like 800 or 1,000, you know what I mean? So uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, probably worth giving a shout out to Hamid from uh, from uh, London Marathon, uh, who are organising this. They they really pushed for uh, ethnic minorities getting in. So they didn't just offer us half-price tickets. They offered uh, also Cycle Sisters. And they also offered uh, a black community yeah. some half price tickets as well not just the muslim community so uh shout out to them you know they, no, they are really pushing for the inclusivity and uh they've changed this year's um course quite a bit you know um, i was speaking to hamid and he was saying it's it's a lot to do with more inclusivity diversity making it easier and uh we're going to that so 
What's different about this year's course compared to the previous? So obviously we're now going into Essex, yeah. uh, whereas previously we were uh, going over into Surrey. Uh, how is yeah. it different? Um, I mean, looking at it from a Sprava point of view, I think it's just the new rule is just flat, really. Depends really. I mean, not flat as enough, but there are, it's more rolling hills, small rolling hills, whereas obviously the iconic uh, you know, London Surrey uh, um, route was, I think, at two decent climbs, uh, obviously Box Hill, you had Leith Hill, so, you know, these were at least a good, anything from, you know, seven, six minute to 10 minute, 12 minute efforts, right, you know, climbing, whereas there's none of that um, on the new route. I mean, there's a few, you know, small rolling hill bumps, but but the the fact that the, generally the train is really flat, um, if you're in a decent group, obviously, that speed will kind of carry you through them kind of thing, right, whereas obviously the, the previous route, uh, there were a, a few notable decent climbs, right? That obviously would s- split the packs and obviously, you know, um, uh, sort the men out from the boys in terms of obviously if you're going out, you know, a pace and all that kind of stuff, right? So, so yeah, this I think th- this this route is definitely going to be a lot faster, uh, a lot easier um, compared to the, the the previous run that side of things. So, yeah. So guess... having done the the previous route into Surrey, like there was the just the drag into Richmond Park. That one used to go on for about five minutes. It, it's not super steep. Yeah. But it, it would definitely cause a few gaps and then. Yeah. Um, then you had Newlands Corner Newland again. Corner, that was yeah. about a four, five minute effort. Um, it would split the pack once again, and then that descent afterwards was killer. You know, like you, 50, yeah. 50 miles per hour, super sketchy. And, and the, I know, I remember like you know, in Regent's Park, the first time on the alt top, like oh, this is hard. And again, you know, like, I was really early in my cycling, right? But then you know, I can when I did this, did it the second time, it was a lot fitter. You know, it felt more easier. And then obviously Newlands is interesting because you know when I. Uh, the, the 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 last 2019 we approached it we were in such a massive peloton right I, I, I think it must be like 100 strong and as soon as you hit that first newlands the, it was like bee scattering right because yeah. it just it was crazy like because that 100 strong peloton and literally into groups of 10 15 10 seconds back another group of 10 and 15 so yeah is, is it uh, yeah i think that's obviously rides where you got Kind of climbs that are you're always going to get splits because you know yeah like i always say everybody can ride fast on a flat right it's yeah. where you get climbing so obviously it sorts the you know uh, the kind of performance uh, levels out a little bit and i think obviously with this new route um is is it's not going to be as 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 dramatic as that i think there's obviously a lot of rolling here rolling roads uh speed will carry through so uh, you'll find the groups will probably stay, stay together for longer really on that side yeah right? so uh yeah they were just saying like they've they've made the route a lot easier far less challenging um mm-hmm. so i think they're really pushing for uh the newer members of the cycling community to reapply yeah. and go for this uh go for this sportive really and um they've changed it in, as such as you mentioned there's no real major climbs there's a few drags up into epping yeah. uh, but if you're in a pack as you mentioned you should just stay in the pack yeah. and, you, you I, I, do it at 20 miles per hour, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and I think, you know, if that's been the goal, I think they've definitely achieved that because, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it will definitely make it easier, especially for new people coming in. They'll really enjoy it. If the weather's really good, uh, alhamdulillah, then I think, you know, uh, it, it'll be a win-win situation for everybody. You know, it's not a tough route. Uh, but I think, obviously, for some of the stronger riders, the faster riders, um, I still think there's going to be, a bit of a split in the first 15, 20, 20 miles, because obviously on the small two, three percent gradients, uh, I think like you've seen our uh, weapon, 
Um, you know, no, that comes in quite a bit further out. Oh, though. the further out. Okay. Yeah, you, think... you've you've effectively got the motorway uh, up until Woodford, really. Yeah, uh, which okay. is going to be super wide, super fast, and then I... and then the little drags come out. I, yeah. And, I don't think gaps will form, not in the faster groups, but perhaps in the slower groups and uh, the the ones that are going uh, far less. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think for me, like looking, I think the you know the uh, the first the first ten miles is pretty much flat, right? I think then yeah, you got the away. small. Then you got the then then you got the next ten mile with this gradual climb, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that's when obviously the real strong riders will will you know, especially the, the ones who leave the the early waivers. No, I they don't know. Really, like Shiraz, we, I think they'll put the power down a lot. And we do, we do Epping New Road every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, and fine. Like, you can, you can drop people there, but it's, it's, it's not steep enough to do yeah. so, especially in the faster pack. You know what I mean? Okay. The, the right. ones that know how to draft. Right, fair enough. Okay. Uh, but I can definitely see it happening in perhaps the less experienced groups, right? Um, because you can put the hammer down there and you can drop people, but. If you if you've got your head screwed on, you, you're yeah, used yeah. to putting the effort in and knowing you'll be able to recover, etc. Right, I, okay. I think you can hold on, um, but yeah, like we're going to um, breaking up the route in a sec. Like um, I, I definitely advise um, listeners to save some in the tank for later on because 100%, yeah. two of the biggest drags they come at the end of the route. Another, yeah. um, they're, they're not crazy steep, but they go on for quite a while. There's a like a five five, six minute drag up after Stapleford uh, roundabout. And then there's Broadmead as well. We, we spoke about Broadmead on, on our group chat, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's only two or three minutes, but um, like I said, it comes at the end and there'll be four, five, six, seven, eight hours into your ride. And uh, it will definitely bite if you're not ready for it. So yeah. definitely save some in the tank uh, and then it's, it's fast back into town. Um, the wide, um, we've we've seen, uh, we, we've done quite a bit of the route, to be honest, it's wide, wide roads, fast roads. Um, I imagine the faster guys are going to go at 26, 27, 28 miles per hour. Um, and uh, some of the slower lot will surprise themselves. Um, they'll definitely yeah, yeah. go up three, definitely. four miles per hour quicker. And we'll go into all of that in a second anyway. But um, yeah, uh, a lot of people will be aiming for sub five, four hours without stopping. And uh, you never stop, or I think on your last last time you did it, uh, when you yeah. got well, it was ten minutes. You didn't stop, did you? No, no, it was a it was a it was a, a non stop one hundred yeah, miler, and and that, that was one of my aims to be honest with you, right? You know, is to try to do the whole whole thing, uh, really push myself and try to do it non stop, right? So uh, alhamdulillah, and I achieved it, right? So um, needed a little bit of planning as to like obviously how much weight to carry with inner tubes and, and water. So uh, obviously you've got to take into consideration that you know how's the weather going to be like on the day um so yeah i mean for me um i kind of uh, i kind of broke in the sense that i i had one inner tube one co2 canister obviously one tire lever put that in one jersey pocket two water bottles uh one with electrolyte uh in uh, the other one um basically saved some weight by not having gels in my pocket so i actually put the gels in the, my second second water bottle Right, so mix that all with water and, and a little bit of electrolyte. So obviously, I had almost you know 1.7 um, liters of, of water and electrolyte over two bottles, right? And then really, I just carried um, five uh, Palestinian Medu dates, the big jumbo ones, uh, a small snicker bar, and maybe I, I can't remember, maybe I had a, a tracker bar, I can't remember, right? So literally, my plan was obviously try drink uh, every 45 minutes to an hour, a little bit, 
uh, and obviously have one one kujur every hour because obviously mashallah you know from an energy point of view they're really rich in carbs right and uh, it, it gave me the energy i needed and that side of things and you know it, 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 it worked absolutely fine now i'm not saying that that nutrition will work for everybody because it won't right because everyone is different right you know my physique's different uh, you know, I'm, I would say I'm quite a heavy rider. Obviously, there are a lot of people who are a lot lighter than me. Um, you know, there are obviously brothers who just eat a lot, right? Their metabolism rates are it's just crazy, right? I mean, one person who comes to mind, uh, Junaid, is uh, Amir. You know, he eats cows like no man's business, right? I mean, even if he's had like a whole bowl of pasta the night before, he'll have another whole bowl of pasta in the morning. And I and I like, don't know how he does that, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, the key thing is obviously know your own intake as to what you're comfortable with, right? And uh, I think a lot of that comes down to training and, and preparation, right? So, you know, uh, one thing I obviously want to do is, you know, try to fasted ride, you know, ride out two, three hours, two hours, don't eat anything, maybe a cup of tea before I go out, then obviously have a, like, a small little bath or something like that. And I'm trying to kind of set that mindset as well, okay, how much can I do before I, uh, how much energy I need and that kind of stuff. So, but, you know, one thing I will you know, say that everybody needs to do is eat frequently, every 30 to 45 minutes, right? Whether you're hungry or not hungry, right? Uh, don't be kind of tricked to thinking that I don't need it. You, you do absolutely need it. And what you need is for the last 30 to 40 miles, right? So if you're long as you're fueling your body uh, correctly every 40 minutes, right? 45 minutes to an hour, Alhamdulillah, you'll, all, you'll be okay, if, you know, all the way to the end, right? Because you're never going to get to a stage where your body will say, you need food because when when that happens, you're literally going to bonk, right? And what you do want to do is not get to that stage. Basically, just fuel your body, give it the food it needs, even though it may not be asking for it. Just keep on drinking water, keep hydrated, keep eating small bits, you know, if you can. Um, and I think that that ultimately will be the key for you to basically, you know, uh, you know, uh, keep your nutrition pretty much bang on all the way to the end. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned something very unique, actually. So. Normally, I would put perhaps a carb drink into uh, carb powder, sorry, into my yeah. water bottles, where whereby you actually put in gels, like you literally empty your gels into your water bottles. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm it's the same to, uh, thing, isn't it? Yeah, really? yeah, exactly. So for me, I was like thinking, well, why do I want to carry two gels, right? When I could just, I'm going to use it anyway. And obviously, when you're on a fast ride, you want to get, you know, you, know, you, I, you really don't have time to basically open these up. So I was thinking, well, I'm going to save this weight at the back and the space and just put them in the ball but anyway mix them and, and, and it'll probably be easy to digest while i'm riding on that side so um i don't know if it's like a pro tip or a doctor's tip or whatever you want to call it kind of thing right so it, it, i don't know i i i just thought about it that way and i thought well yeah it just kind of makes sense right you know i'm i'm not already a big gel fan but it, it was just the fact that you know it was more obviously because instant carbs and instant energy you see just in case i don't want to end the bunking right i had that little bit left yeah, it's just uh, something I want to mention. Like you're, you're if if you're in the faster group or you plan to be in the peloton, say you don't need to necessarily need to be going fast. But if you're surrounded by potentially hundreds, if not tens of cyclists, yeah. um, you don't and you're going on your you're on your limit basically. You don't have time to pull out a bar potentially, yeah. uh, open it up, chew it. Like you, you're going to lose your group. So yeah. if you're part of um, a bigger group and you plan to get a good time and stick to it um, then you want something that you can take down very easily so carb drink or gel gel even like i know you put your gels in your drink but um, having a gel in your pocket literally just ripping the top with your yeah. teeth and just 
sucking it yeah um on top of having a card drink a carb drink is uh, definitely worth having you know yeah and the other thing is i would say is like you know for any uh, energy bars you've got right uh, is um take the to t- obviously cut the top uh, at the top of the wrapper off right so if you got that's banana a, that's a doctor it, tip that's a pro tip right? i won't say that yeah but so anything like that so whether you got um you know like an energy bar or whatever cut it off beforehand because in that way when you, you could take it straight out of your jersey and obviously straight into your mouth right as opposed to like try to rip the paper off and you know how it's age. sometimes it comes off sometimes it just doesn't come off at all right yeah, and yeah. so especially if you're kind of in a fast group right you don't really want to be messing about you want to kind of do it almost like second nature that without even looking like kind of thing so like for me i i had i did that the, my kajuru in my jersey pockets there weren't in any bags so i could just take literally take them out and then straight into my mouth uh, obviously i had to cut the dates out and the seeds were not in there so it's straight in digested it and that kind of stuff so small things that are you know to make it more kind of efficient right in terms of obviously not trying to think about it too much um, um it makes a big difference you know, yeah. like, i can make a big difference it's, it's probably worth noting as well like if you haven't tried anything don't try it on race day only, yeah true, you know what I mean? true. yeah uh, exactly. and uh, high five is i believe the sponsor um so if you you plan to stop at the fuel stations then uh, and plan to have high five you know you you probably want to start practicing with high five but um, I just want to mention another product, actually, like uh, a lot of I don't know if you've used it, uh, Shiraz, but a lot of Bob's, including myself, love the beta fuel. Um, I just like the fact that you can get a lot more of carbs in uh, in a small bottle, whereas uh, you'd get half the amount in, say, a normal carb drink. So SIS beta fuel. Um, yeah. Uh, honestly, for me, really, I've never really experimented with, with kind of uh, food. Really. I mean, like energy bars and energy bar. Uh, I've always stuck with SIS electrolyte drink, right? Uh, and orange flavor, raspberry flavor, black currant flavor, you know. And, and you know, to be honest with you, if, if I've always, I've even, even uh, just do normal cordial, right? Orange juice, dilute yeah, uh, yeah. on some of the rides. You know, it doesn't have to be electrolyte. Obviously, electrolyte is good because it's got salt in it, you know. So uh, especially if you on a day ride like sporting, maybe put a little bit more because uh, you know you you will need that little bit more of obviously in terms of obviously pushing your body a little bit more, right? So. Um, but yeah, I've I've not really been want to really experiment with 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 kind of you know different kind of energy bars or these kind of electrolytes. I just thought this works for me. It's kind of fine, right? So uh, yeah. um, one thing I would say is obviously um, uh, it was quite interesting. Is I always thought I always found uh, Yazoo as a fantastic recovery drink. <laughs> Yazoo, yeah? yeah. Yeah. Which flavor? Uh, I'm, I love all three of them, banana, yeah. chocolate, and strawberry, right? So, because uh, it's obviously milk, calcium, and obviously it's protein too, right? So, uh, um, yeah, I've uh, not that I've, I've kind of yeah, had it after a big sporty, but right? more for my local rides, and I used to come back and have it from the fridge and stuff like that. But yeah, it's exactly actually really good as a recovery drink. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. Something yeah. that maybe. Brilliant. Yeah, but it's, it's interesting that you mentioned what you have afterwards because I was actually going to ask you about. What, what what would you have the night before and what would you have in the morning as well? Um, so, for like, for me, I think the most important uh, part, right, for something like Ride London is, is having a, a really good carb meal, say, 6, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the evening. Now, you don't want to eat in too, too late, right? Because obviously, you know, uh, again, a lot of it's donated down to personal, you know, the individual itself, right? Um, so try to eat as much rice, chips, Kind of thing chicken you have to get some protein inside you right um and in the morning 
if you could get a few more carbs inside you, right? A couple of toasts, fantastic. You know, some tea, coffee, just to kind of wake you up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, brilliant. Um, but like I said, for me, the key thing is 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 that regular, um, you know, eating on the ride. So you know, just before you set off, you know, have a little bit an hour later, you know, forty five minutes later, kind of thing. So, but obviously, pre ride, you know, a couple of days before. Um, I know a lot of people will, and I don't know if there's a proper science behind this, about the whole carb loading thing. Um, personally, I'm not really a big believer in it, you know, in terms of carb loading. I think, you know, it's more down to your training uh, and obviously your fitness level. You know, if you've got, to, if, you, if you're there or thereabouts, you don't really need to carb load, right? Because, you know, you believe in your own legs and your own fitness to kind of carry you through the ride, right? Uh, but obviously, equally, it is important to have a good, good decent night meal the night before. Um, and yeah, just, just, Kind of, I try not to overthink it because obviously, like I said, for me, it's more the fact that I'm kind of, you know, I'm believe, I'm trusting my training in my own fitness to say, okay, I'm ready for this and what I want to do and how how I'm going to push the whole ride kind of thing. So, uh, but yeah, it's just to get a good night meal and if you get a couple of toasts if you can. I know it's such an early morning start for quite a few people, right? So, you know, digesting a big heavy breakfast meal at three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning is not is not ideal either, really. So, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll go into that in a little bit as well, like, uh, because we're, we're currently kind of talking about a four or five hour ride, whereby I'm sure there's some listeners here, I know for a fact, um, some some will do it in eight, nine, some are worried they'll, they won't even finish in the time. So uh, we'll go into that later on. But um, talking about uh, people going so fast, uh, why, why is it that people go so fast and why, why should people expect to go so fast? We, we spoke about some fast brothers and potentially sisters going 25, 26, 27 miles per hour, whereby me and you, Shiraz, will never ever hit that on a local training ride, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we kind of expect it um, on Ride London. Why is that? And wh- why would the, for the um, listeners? Re- re- yeah, I, I think obviously the fact that it is closed road, right? So you're going to get both sides of these huge roads open to you. And I think for many, that's a completely new experience, right? And, you know, um, uh, you know, for the listeners out there, for, for the first time doing a road ride like this, it will be a bit of an eye-opener because what you'll do is, um, and this is what I did: is that you will stay in the in the in the, the the driving lane as you would drive your car, right? And then when you see the riders on the other side of the road, kind of flying past, right? You'll be like, hold on a minute, you know what I mean? So you, it'll be like, for the first few miles, it'll be like really weird, right? Um, but you know, obviously, be, be open to the fact that you can use that, and and obviously because of the fact that the roads are closed, the whole the whole process is going to be a lot more smoother, right? In terms of obviously the ride groups and obviously the draft effect, if you're in a group is huge, right? You know, you know, they, they, if you get in a group of about 10, 20, 50, 40 people, whatever, the, the guys at the front are literally doing all the work, right? And you're benefiting, you know, by saving all that energy. And what you'll find automatically is you are, without even putting any that much effort in, you are doing like 23, 24, 25, 26 miles per hour, right? And, and I think essentially, that is what um, a lot of people end up getting surprised by the time they do, right? Because, you know, if they can maintain, uh, you know, keep within the levels, right, that they will do, you know, if they've normally been averaging 16, 17 miles per hour, for example, they might end up doing 22, 21 mile, mile per hour ride, which, you know, they'll pretty much be blown away by it. And obviously anyone who's, you know, decent strong and they average like 19, 20, then, yeah, they'll be in the, in the you know, mid, mid-20s on that side of things. So, uh, so, yeah, I mean, the, the you know, the whole notion of closed roads, Big groups riding together, saving, you know, being in the draft, 
um, you know, free flowing roads and all that kind of stuff just just adds to the fact that, you know, um, yeah, the, the speed element just kind of goes, you know, yeah, into warp speed, I guess, on that side. Right? Yeah, so, I guess uh, we don't realize it, but even um, at a junction, when we're approaching a junction, even though if it's clear, there's a, a sense of hesitation from us where we yeah. like take the foot off the gas a little bit on a normal training ride, whereby here you're just going to fly through a junction. Yeah, yeah, um, so I think you, you just keep that momentum as well. And obviously, as you mentioned, the group effect, the draft effect is massive. Yeah. Um, so for pe people who might not be so confident in a group or who have never ridden a group, do you have tips um, for riding in a group? Because as you mentioned, you, you will literally up your average by two, three miles per hour. And I know for a fact, it's not all about average speed here, yeah, but yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we want to reduce our time at the same time. And, and you don't want to be out there by yourself um, for long periods. You're, yeah. you're just going to get bogged down. So uh, being um, in the group is, is definitely worth doing. 100%. So, I mean, it, so it, it really depends on what you what your kind of goal is for the ride. If you just want to go out and enjoy yourself, you know, fantastic. Just get in, you know, in a nice group. Obviously, you'll be, you know, riding at your own comfort level, um, you know, socialize, make some friends. And you know what? The miles and the time will go pretty quickly. And, you know, you know you'll know, you be kind of going at a steady pace without even realizing that. Honestly, for the ones who are actually going for the time, um, the, one, the one thing that I will say, and this is me from my own experience from the first time I did it, right, is everyone's going to be pumped. That adrenaline will be really, really high, right? And um, the kind of one of the you know, mistakes I did, and honestly, that was done for the first time doing it, it was uh, burning so many matches really early on in the ride. So you'll be in a group, you'll be going pretty fast. Then obviously there'll be another peloton that will come flying past. You'll obviously want to get into that group. And then, you know, a couple of minutes later, there'll be another group going fast. So remember, you're already going fast, right? So you're already doing like 24, 25 miles per hour. There'll be another group that just goes a little bit faster. Uh, and, you know, that urge to keep on jumping groups, right, um, will be there. It's just the adrenaline, right? Because obviously closed roads, much faster groups, you know, the, 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 the noise of carbon wheels whizzing past you, etc., just adds to the whole thing, right? Um, I would, my, my, my personal kind of recommendation is, is try not to get sucked into that, right? Because you are literally burning all your matches every time you jump one group to another group, right? And the first time I did Ride London, that backfired on me because by the time I got to Box Hill, uh, or even lethal, I was gone. Literally, I, I I was kind of you know I burned so many matches. I was like cramping, and you know, and I, when I kind of reflect back on it, it was purely because I was I was doing that. I was so caught up in the moment that I was just buzzing off the fact that it was closed roads and there were so many groups and carbon wheels flying past. You know, one after ten groups, you know, groups of 10, 15, and I just wanted to join that group. I literally deplete all my energy like within the first forty miles, right, forty five miles. So. But obviously, you live and learn from that experience. And obviously, I'm my kind of experience with, uh, especially for the new people who are riding this, is be mindful and try not to kind of, kind of get you know, dragged into that. You know, the urge will be there. Trust me, the urge is always there, right? When you see the groups. But what you want to do is maybe you know if you can, you probably end up burning one or two matches because, like any kind of sportive ride, the groups will go out really fast. It's a flat ride, right? You know, they'll all want to you know, get up to 25, 30 miles per hour, you know, speed straight away. So the groups will be really pushing it for the first 10, 15 minutes. May have to burn a match. But you, what you want to do is, is just settle down into that rhythm, right? And if the group's too fast for you, that's fine, right? Just, just settle down and there'll be another group and then stay within that group, right? And obviously, 
for me, the most important part is the first two thirds of the ride. You know, get through it. You know, save as much energy as you can. Uh, you know, eat on a regular basis because the you know, like any hundred mile ride or any long ride, it's always the last third ride where you really start to suffer, right? So if you burn too many matches at the beginning, trust me, it's gonna you know it's gonna hurt you at the end. So what you want to do is try to stay as efficient as you can for the first two thirds and you know, kind of get to the last third thinking, you know what, I feel, I feel all right. I feel, you know, fresh. I've got enough water in my drink, you know, I've got enough, you know, energy bars, etc. And then really then obviously kind of say, okay, I can push in a little bit, right? Um, so that, that's the advice I would kind of give is obviously the urge to go, go fast, go early is always going to be there, but just be mindful that, you know, if you do, um, it will come back and, you know, bite you towards the end of the ride. Because as Junaid said, there are some really sharp, you know, um, uh, leg slappers, as, as we call it up north, uh, that, you know, uh, yeah, that won't be kind to your tight legs. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so we spoke about, um, you know, if we're going for sub four hours, sub five hours, you know, potentially we wouldn't mm. stop. Or if we did stop, we'd stop very quickly and then mm. uh, find another group to jump onto. Um, but if you're, if you're perhaps fairly new to cycling or, you've been cycling a long time and you're not after the speed and you're going to go at potentially six, seven, it's going to take you six, seven, eight mm. hours to do what, 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 what would that look like for someone and what would they carry and what, what considerations would they have for the ride as opposed um, to someone doing it for four hours? Yeah. So obviously on that side is, uh, you know, to me, it's, it's kind of very similar. Obviously you got the, uh, the performance element of it or try to push yourself, you know, obviously, so, so, so the ones who are obviously going to you know, a bit more relaxed about it, um, yeah, plan ahead in terms of obviously look at the, the route, look at the, where the feed stops are. Do, uh, you know, are you, do you want to plan, you know, in terms of obviously stopping at each feed stop or just a one uh, to kind of get through the allocated time? Um, who are you going to be riding with, right? Obviously, Alhamdulillah, there's a lot of within the Bob and obviously the, the, you know, the Muslim brothers and sisters, right? Stick together as a group, right? Normally, you know, uh, and, and obviously, if you do kind of separate, because obviously there's a big chance of that, is you know, have a kind of pre-plan, right? I know, will you stop in at this fee station or the second fee station, regroup, get you know, and then obviously uh, start riding together. So um, a little bit of pre-planning in terms of obviously, you know, if you are riding in a group, you know, you know, friends uh, amongst you, uh, definitely have a uh, you know uh, have a chat beforehand how to do it. But obviously, in, in terms of the group, like I said, the most important thing is just be comfortable in the group that you're in, right? Don't try to kind of push yourself too much. Um, you know, stay in control, stay within your limits. Um, use, obviously, the draft effect because that will just save a lot of energy. Uh, and alhamdulillah, watch you see the time and obviously the miles tick down uh, uh, pretty quickly, right? And, you know, obviously, Janir, I think you, picked, you mentioned this at the beginning, is, or, you know, in any kind of, I guess, what the group you are, just... Look at the route, right? You know, download the GPS. You know, obviously some of the new devices, whether that's Wahoo or Garmin, can't tell you where the little bumps are coming. Um, kind of, you know, mentally keep a look at the route. Is a is a left turn, right turn? Is a small bump coming? Then obviously you can mentally prepare for that, right? Especially if a small climb coming, that okay, right? You need to be in the right gearing, or obviously just get you know be at the front of the group, or you know, you know, get yourself in the right position and all that kind of stuff. Because all that kind of stuff really kind of helps. Just to just to make it, you know, make yourself safer and obviously, you know, not lose touch with with the group that you're in on that side. Yeah, and uh, it's probably worth uh, just making note of the feed stations as well uh, yeah. when they come in and making use of them, um, whether you're going fast or slow. Um, I remember when I did it in 2019, 
um i think i bunked about 80 80 miles in you know <laughs> really i had i brought two very small water bottles thinking about oh, wow. saving weight which Good was time. stupid in hindsight and uh, i remember riding past uh aid stations and i'm thinking i've got a little bit of water left yeah. me to the end but it didn't and uh about 80 90 miles in i was i was done and i remember i had to let my train go and that was a horrific feeling and uh, I remember John came up to me, like uh, literally three, four <laughs> miles left. And he's like, come on, right. I'm literally by myself. There's no one, right. behind, no one behind. And John comes by himself like, oh, <laughs> sick, John's here. Uh, but he's, he's still flying and I'm done. And I'm holding his wheel for about, I, I don't know, a minute. And I'm like, yeah. John, you carry on, mate. You carry on. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm finished. And I, I just hated myself for not stopping. Uh, at the aid station I, it would literally have to be two or three minutes if yeah. that and i would have had the energy for the last hour to push through you know what i mean yeah. i would have saved yeah. i don't know 10 minutes so it, it's it's worth weighing up and stopping oh, if you need to you know absolutely and yeah and i think like i said for me that i mentioned this earlier um definitely have a a detailed analysis of the weather because obviously london you know alhamdulillah it, it, it could be a really you know a warm weekend so if the temperatures get into the you know mid-20s then, you know, obviously hydration plays a huge part in that, right? Because obviously, you know, if you're looking, if, you know, some of the riders are doing five, six hour, uh, you know, uh, ride times, then you're going to be kind of, you know, coming back, finishing around 11, 12 o'clock, which obviously the weather temperature will be quite high anyway, right? So obviously pre-planning, how many water balls you're going to take, um, you know, where the, where the main feed stations are where you can top up and obviously you kind of make that judgment whether you do have enough water in there or if not, even if you're kind of thinking, no, will I not, try, I wouldn't risk it, just stop, quickly couple of minutes top up uh, and obviously just push on the side of things yeah, so, it's, uh, it, it, it's interesting that you mentioned people finishing at 11 12 like i imagine some people will be starting at eight nine o'clock yeah yeah and if it's going to take them seven eight hours you're talking about four five yeah um, and, 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 if it's a, and if it's a really warm sunday right yeah you know really on, on you know which obviously the chances are it'll be a really warm day there so then yeah you're looking at what 22 24 degrees and you know um it, that ride kind of makes it a little bit more tougher with the heat yeah, on that side of things, right? And so. it's uh, some sisters actually got in touch. They were just wondering if there's going to be prayer facilities because they're genuinely worried that uh, they won't get back in time for Asr. Right. So they're okay. thinking about praying Dohar on the route. So um, that's something to think about. It's probably worth just stopping at uh, one of the aid stations. There'll be taps and whatnot there. Yeah. Uh, and um, there will be fields and stuff. I guess you can you can do your Salah and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. If you're comfortable know, doing yeah. so. Um, but yeah, that's that's a genuine uh, worry because we're, we're talking about finish. Most people, I think, um, that w- we're riding with will finish, I don't know, hopefully before 12. But there'll be some people f- um, within our community as well, finishing at four or five, potentially later. So uh, there's some considerations to be had there as well. Um, so, yeah, there's, I, I, uh, think, I think just one thing I just want to add to the previous yeah. point in it is um, obviously, we, and we talked about speed session, but um also um bear in mind obviously what you're going to be wearing right in terms of obviously um um base layers you know whether you want to be you know because what you don't want to be doing on a warm day you don't want to be having too many layers right because then the day the, you're going to be cutting excessive weight right and you don't want to be doing that you know because on a warm day you don't want to be overheating because then that will just completely you know dehydrate you even more uh, etc so um like generally what i would do or you know the way i ride is um most mornings we get out early, so that first hour, even if it's a little bit chilly, but I know the temperature is going to pick up, then yeah, you, I just kind of battle that kind of, you know, because you get warmed up pretty quickly, right? So if it's going to be a warm day in, in the mid-20s, for example, 
Um, you know, I wouldn't wear any base layer, for example. I just have my normal jersey and I think, okay, as soon as we get going, the body will warm up pretty quickly on that side. So just bear in mind, right? Obviously, don't think about like when you set up and what the temperature is going to be. Think more like two hours down the line what the temperature is going to be, right? Because, you know, if the temperature is going to jump like five, six degrees, do you really want to be wearing a base layer or a G layer when it's like almost 18, 19, 20 degrees, right? You know, and, you know, you begin a lot more warmer, you're just cutting extra weight. So just, just, just kind of remember that, right? You know, in terms of obviously where you are going to be a few hours into the ride and what the temperature is, what the forecast is temperature is, because, you know, it, it'll make, it can make a big difference to the, to the performance and athletics. Yeah, that's definitely uh, good points to note. Um, just think about what you wear. Uh, probably mitts are worth wearing you know if you're not used to wearing mitts mm. they 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 can uh, be quite comfortable if you're on a if you're going to be doing a long ride in a warm day um they don't keep your hands warm in fact they keep them comfortable so yeah worth investing in some mitts as well um so we're what 12 days out 11 days out shiraz anything uh people can do to prep in this short time or is it like training is done and dusted now uh no 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 I, 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 definitely not um again you know if you're looking to do obviously just uh, enjoy the day you know and obviously you want to do it in in a, in a comfortable time with your friends um i think it's just more about saddle time right uh so if you're looking if you kind of thinking that i'm going to finish in six hours seven hours uh the best prep like i say is just try to do uh, some rides between now and then uh, obviously have a couple of days before the ride uh, where you ride up for six seven you know up to six five four to six hours right so it's just literally giving yourself saddle time because uh, if, if that's the duration that you're going to finish the riding uh, you just want to be comfortable in riding in that space of time so try to again and give yourself you know a few rides uh, in that four to five six hour uh, um, bracket uh, so to speak um, and obviously for, for the faster guys um, it's all going to be obviously you know managing your pace uh, and uh, you know the, the kind of key thing is try to get in a group and obviously save as much energy as possible but regardless you're still going to be riding you know obviously in that sweet spot the tempo side or in the threshold uh, so what I would say you know for, for brothers who want to kind of you know uh, aiming for a decent time is do some like you know if you can do some fast performance rides you know, obviously don't go all out try to do like two two and a half hours of riding at a kind of tempo pace just get used to that pace because um, it's if, essentially, um, I know Janet, you, you know, you, you know more, you know more than uh, a lot more than most people is. Even though you we ride with fast groups, right? It's not easy because you know these fast guys still push out a lot of power, right? And we still have to obviously push out a lot of power just to maintain that, right? So it's not like we're just coasting in the back and not doing any 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 kind of work, right? That's exactly going to be the same for Ride London, and especially in a big peloton, because they still will be the guys at the front will be pushing us from real, real numbers. And you know, for most of us, we'll be still be riding at that kind of tempo level, at least minimum, I would say, just to stay with that group on our side. So, so for anyone obviously who wants to, you know, try to do like uh, some tempo, long tempo efforts. So, you know, um, you know, riding for two, three hours at a good tempo pace. Um, and obviously just yeah, I mean, if you could, you, we've got some time. If you do that good two, three weeks before now, and obviously ride on an event, event, then you know, it just will kind of, you know, set, set yourself up a little bit uh, more. more easy, uh, Without uh, people going out and buying a new bike, um, are there <laughs> yeah. like uh, small fixes that they can do? Uh, cheap fixes, cheap, things yeah. that not related to training per se, but perhaps equipment that yeah. might uh, make the experience um, better or quicker? So yeah, I mean, for me, obviously, like uh, if you've got some deep wheels, it's a flat circuit, you know, deep wheel car, you know, 
they obviously a lot more aero, uh, so they, that will give you a, a little bit more of a performance edge. Um, obviously, from tire point of view, they make a difference. Um, uh, like from my, from my side, um, you know, I kind of moved over to latex inner tubes, right? And obviously, some of the kind of more performance tires. Um, I'm a big fan of the kind of specialized turbo cons. They look good. So, but obviously, these latex inner tubes, right? Um, yeah. What seven, eight, nine, ten pound. Yeah, uh, a normal inner tube is what two pound, but um, I've jumped onto latex inner tubes recently on some right. of our bikes, and um, considerable difference for what yeah. ten pound. Absolutely. So I know there's a few out there. There's a you know, and I, I uh, in fact, Junaid, I think I asked you about these, right? Because you know, I asked for your review as to which one you went for, and, and you know, before I decided which one, which one I went for, and I think I, I kind of took your advice, you know, in terms of you know your pros and cons to the ones that you used. So we went with I went with the Victoria ones, the, yeah. the pink latex. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I, I shared the exact same experience, you know, as soon as I put them on. Uh, I think with the right tire, the right bike wheels, uh, they make a massive difference. You know, because it's, it's all about the rolling resistance. So if you need a if you're in a bunch, um, you know, that little bit where it just makes it easy for the bike to roll, you know, makes it makes a massive difference to the feel and how you're riding and it saves you that little bit more, but, you know, not using that much energy on that side. So so yeah, I mean, um, if the weather's gonna be nice, we can shall I hope it's gonna be, you know, uh, getting a couple of uh, latex inner tubes or even investing in some of the kind of decent performance tires. Uh, them two combinations will 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 personally will make a huge difference. You know, you'll notice it's literally as soon as you kind of do the second pedal stroke on that side. So uh, and obviously they're kind of made for saving watts and, and being efficient. So as the speed goes up, I think that's when they really kind of come into all these things. You'll you'll feel the less friction. Uh, you know, uh, on on the on the tires and the uh, and the rolling resistance on the side of things on the yeah. motion. Yeah. So, uh, any final tips before we go into listener questions? Like, uh, um, anything yeah. you want to just yeah. share? I, I just want to. So, obviously, with uh, and this is probably more for the guys who are going for the, for the time. Is just be really mindful and really careful, especially when you go around the villages, right? Because, um, you know. Uh, Junaid, you, you know too well, obviously, you know, uh, Alhamdulillah, obviously, I don't know if, if the viewers know, you you are, you, are, you came off the last time we did, right? And yeah, uh, really scared the crap on me because, you know, when John said to me it was you and I was so relieved at the end that you literally rolled past a few minutes after me, I was thinking, wow, okay. So, well, I, uh, I scared the crap out of you, but I don't remember you stopping, Shiraz. Well, <laughs> well, at the time, I didn't know it was you. <laughs> It was John who. Uh, fair, of, I'll, I'll let you off. I'll let you off. So it was John who kind of said to me, "I think that was Janet." I'm like, "Really?" But obviously, we are not. We you know we couldn't see you, and we didn't know what yeah, you were yeah, in the back yeah, of the pack. Yeah, yeah. But but obviously, with that particular example, because it was a fast left hand, if I remember. No, it was right? actually so, round. Was um, I remember it well. It was round a roundabout. So okay, uh, the peloton split. Some went left and then right, as in okay. we were going over the roundabout, and I literally went right and left, and I must have clipped. My pedal as I came back left right. or something. I okay. don't know what exactly, but yeah, that's that's what I think it was. Okay. It was definitely a roundabout though. Right. Yeah. So so I guess you know, in, in them kind of situations where you know it's a far, roundabout left turn or right turn, right? Where the punch tends to kind of get really bottleneck, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. just you know, and obviously for the brothers, just you know, and everyone really who's listening is, is just be really mindful, right? And this is why is what I would say is have the root kind of in you, you know, look at the route in terms of the gamut. I know it's closed roads, right? Because you're just literally following the bikes in front of you. But always good to see where you are. Obviously zoom out a little bit, you know, if, if the left left turn coming or right turn coming, then you can kind of be a little bit more mentally prepared for it, right? 
Uh, especially with the villages, because obviously when you go to some of the villages, right, they are left tight, left turns, maybe not as open as some of the wider roads, right? And, you know, I think if you look at it generally, that is where most likely, if there's going to be an incident, that's where it's going to happen, right? Because where everyone kind of gets punched in, and especially at the beginning, because, you know, you get a lot of experienced riders with not so experienced riders, and obviously everyone's pumped up and that, you know, everyone's got enough energy for the first hour, hour and a half, and they all kind of, you know, some of the kind of, you know, normal riders are, you know, staying with the really fast riders and that that kind of ex inexperienced, experience kind of mixture really kind of comes to fall where people don't really know where to position themselves, uh, etc. So, um, so yeah, my obviously advice would just, just be really mindful. Um, generally, staying close to the front of the pack is the best place to be because that's where most of the experienced riders tend to be, right? You know, the ones who push the uh, pack. So it's not always being... Uh, it's, being at the back of the pack is not always the best position to be. I know it probably is from a draft point of view, but from a safety point of view, if there is anything incident that happened, you know, you are most likely to get affected because obviously with the Constantine effect, you know, the way you know, that happens. So generally try to stay close to the front uh, and you're more, more likely not to be too much kind of, you know, involved with any incidents if any happen. But as I said, just, just be really mindful, especially with the lefts and the rights, what they're coming up and, you know, position yourself you know, um, in the right manner, try to you know, be vigilant on that side of things because people, like I said, you know, one when you're going at 27 miles per hour, a slight touch of the brakes from the front or, you know, someone's not, you know, judging themselves and a slight touch of the wheels, then, you know, it, 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 can, it can end pretty badly for a lot of people on that side. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, and I probably have two tips uh, just I want to share as well. Like, it's very, very, you mentioned this already. I just want to emphasize it really. Like, you've mentioned, like, in the first 20 minutes or so, it's so easy to get overexcited and mm. just over overdo it. And uh, within half an hour, 45 minutes, you'll, yeah. you'll be done and your ride will effectively be over after 20 miles. So uh, do not push too hard within that first 20 minutes, half an hour. I know it's going to be super exciting and super tempting on the motorway, mm. on the A roads or whatever. Uh, you're going to see these trains go past. Just chill a little bit stay within yourselves and then trust me you're going to see all those guys who are pushing themselves yeah. um uh, at the beginning you'll you'll pass all of them later on so yeah. just chill a little bit and uh, you know and, and just to, i just add to that so all the views who kind of are on swift right it, it'd be like a swift ride in a way so you know for all of you who don't swift or on swift the first 10 minutes is all gung how everybody's putting the power down but after 10 minutes everything calms down right because obviously you know, no one can sustain that Ride London is, is going to be exactly the same thing, right? That first 10, 15 minutes, everyone's going to get out the blocks really fast, try to catch a group, and uh, you'll be everyone's going to be whizzing past. Um, and as Janir said, and as I mentioned earlier on, is, yeah, maybe burn a match, but you don't even run in too many matches, right? Just first 10, 15 minutes, settle down, right? You know, um, get into that rhythm. Let the groups go past, right? Because, you know, especially for the faster guys, I pretty much guarantee you, right, that you'll end up catching that group anyway, right? You yeah. know, you stay in your group, all settle down, and they'll basically get called. Uh, generally, that's what happens, right? So, uh, yeah, definitely good. You know, definitely good one to to bear in mind is uh, and, uh, another thing. Uh, having done the ro local roadshow, is like there's potholes everywhere, man. Um, I know they've tried to fill a few, yeah. but if you're in a group of fifty to a hundred, as you mentioned nobody's calling out potholes and yeah. even if they do you're not going to see it so True. potentially worth carrying two tubes um that's that's my pro tip you've heard it here first yeah, yeah no absolutely if you can fit in the back of your jersey pocket yeah, or yeah, if you've yeah. got one of them carriers then yeah 100 i mean i normally carry two tubes generally right uh, but obviously uh, 
for something like this, you try to risk it a little bit, thinking, you know what, it'll be a nice day. Uh, the roads are closed, you know, you won't get too much of an issue, but you just don't know, right? You could be unlucky and, you know, it's just one of the things, really. So, yeah, probably be better to safe than sorry on that side. So, but but obviously, if they've been closed roads, there's always going to be that, there will be someone to give you a, a tube if you didn't really have anybody, right? Because it's just fault because and all that kind of stuff, right? But yeah. let's hope that nobody has that kind of incident. On so, uh, thanks for coming on, Shiraz. But uh, we've got uh, to plenty of uh, listener questions this time, right? Really? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> uh, this, this one's a funny one. Like, uh, I think everyone was stressing about this. So, Mr. OG was, uh, I think he asked this question before it stopped, uh, or before actually Ride London came to his senses. He was mm-hmm. asking about how were we going to go past the safety car because uh, for um, those who don't know, um, there was uh, an <laughs> announcement that the safety car, not or no one was allowed to go quicker than 22 miles per hour, which yeah. is ludicrous. Um, yeah. They've since revoked it, but uh, how would you have gone around him anyway if, if he was to be there? I mean, I mean, first of all, I, when I read that, I thought there, there's no way, you know, logically, rationally, that they could they could go ahead with that, right? You know, especially because you know riders will would have posted, you know, finish time, say three and a half hours, four hours, right? Which is twenty six seven miles per hour. Anyway, but the fact that obviously they come to the senses with all the backlash and the U turn, right? So which is fantastic. Um, I think the easiest way would have been that you know. Uh, Anybody who's starting in the in the early waves, wave A and wave B, would have just said, okay, well, let's just wait another 45 minutes, start up, you know, start with the wave D and, and wave B kind of thing, right? And then, uh, yeah, g- give yourself that little bit more, okay, well, let's smash it from the back an hour later kind of thing, right? Uh, I think I think logically that would that would have been the only solution. I think, you know, a lot of the A riders would have probably ended up doing that, you know, and yeah. then what you would have seen is so come at six o'clock. There would have been hardly anybody there the, you know, for the first day. We're like, where, where, where is everyone, right? Because yeah. they're all waiting for, we're all waiting half an hour down the line kind of thing. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's one way of getting around it. So um, next question, and Abdul Mukid, he asked what tweet and how much during the ride. And I guess you uh, mentioned this, but mm-hmm. just to just repeat what you're saying. Yeah, so absolutely. I mean, like a, said, if it's a uh, warm day, yeah. yeah just, even if it's not, uh, drink every 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, at the same time, keep on having snacks, right? So, you know, whether it's energy bars, uh, keep just munching them. Don't have it all in one go. So, you know, obviously have the wrappers open, take one bite, 20 minutes later, have another bite, 20 minutes later, have another bite. Just, so just keep on feeding your body throughout the ride, right? Uh-huh. Uh, I think obviously with all these uh, devices, with Wahoo and Garmin, you can set your timers up. So if you forget, you get caught in the mor- moment, you can put alerts on there saying food, drink, or let the device beep. Uh, just as a reminder for you to, okay, you know, quick sip of the drink, you know, quick bite of the energy bar or the kajur or, you know, chocolate bar, whatever you've got, basically, yeah. So that's that's really important from, from you know, from, uh, you know, from a, a regular thing to do uh, within every hour. Yeah, and then uh, we've got Fatima who's asking, uh, any advice for first-timers and how do you fuel efficiently? So the fueling, mm-hmm. I guess you've just mentioned it over and over, just eating constantly, drinking constantly. Yeah. And um She's just basically worried about collisions and um, how do you get around no, so I mean, first timer and collisions? First timer, enjoy it. Honestly, go in, you, you're going to absolutely love it, right? Uh, I know I did, even though I was kind of really nervous about it. So when you get there and you see so many people, you, you like, this is amazing. Um, you know, enjoy the moment, uh, you know, take plenty of pictures, you know, get to know people, etc. Um, and then just, just, just enjoy the ride. You know, don't think about it too much. 
Uh, as I said, if you're in a nice, nice group, you know, riding together, um, you know, obviously uh, work together, see the route where you go in, uh, and you know, I'm sure that obviously, you know, you you, you won't be like, you know, trying to smash anything like that. Um, so you know, you'll be absolutely fine. And obviously, pre-planning where you're going to stop, what free stations you're going to stop at, uh, you know, etc. Um, so yeah, have a, have a have a plan. Uh, but most important thing is obviously don't 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 think about accidents, right? Because Inshallah, that will happen. Uh, don't kind of have any negative kind of notions in there because, you know, when you start thinking negatively, right, then, you know, every corner or when you kind of, kind of going down a little small hill at speed, you're kind of thinking about it. So, you know, which you don't really want to be, you want to be enjoying the moment and that kind of thing, right? So um, all I would say is obviously ride with the group, look ahead, shower off of potholes, et cetera, if you can. Um, um, yeah, and, and just, just enjoy it because uh, I, I don't know, it'll be, it'll be a fantastic day. Yeah, definitely. And uh, just to echo what you said, like, don't worry about the collisions. There's not many downhills and that's where the collisions mostly mm. happened last time, you know, on the downhills, the super fast ones, and there aren't too many. So should be fine, inshallah. Don't worry about it. And uh, so Asma asks, how many gels and snacks will you carry? Uh, she's not asking for herself. She's asking about you. Oh, um, I'll probably do a, a similar slide. I'm as I said, I'm not a big gel fan. The only time I really have gels is something like this, and I'll probably maybe have one in 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 the water bottle. Uh, I'll do more or less a similar strategy to what I did a couple of years ago. So I'll have the I'll have four or five kajur. Um, uh, I've actually been using these um, Cliff Blocks Energy Chews. Oh yeah, fantastic, right? Uh, so the, um, yeah, um, I've. Uh, who I think Brother Shah from Birmingham recommended these to me, and, and, and they are really good. They're really kind of sweet, chewable, uh, um, and I think they're almost like a replacement for the energy gels, right? So, uh, so yeah, very similar strategy. You know, energy bars and SIS energy bars. I love the kajur, which obviously will fuel me mainly as that side of things. So about four or five kajur, uh, one energy bar, uh, cliff uh, cliff energy blocks, and then obviously two bottles of water. Uh, water bottles question for you Shiraz I'm, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned or I guess you mentioned it very briefly but uh, caffeine I'm surprised you haven't mentioned caffeine and how that can help yeah yeah so these blocks I've got um, it's a cherry flavour but it's got caffeine at the same time so yeah, yeah. so yeah, ca yeah. caffeine should help a little bit isn't it? yeah 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 definitely because caffeine obviously kind of focuses a little bit more right you know I think that's why everyone has tea and coffee in the morning just to wake yourself up so uh Definitely, if you if you if you get them uh, proper caffeine shots, um, they, de they definitely work, right? Because uh, you know it just kind of laser focuses you a little bit more, you know, gets some senses, you know, engaged a little bit more. So if you're feeling a little bit tired, then obviously that shot of caffeine will, uh, inshallah, you know, work a little bit, you know, into reducing that little bit of fatigue and that side of things. Yeah, alhamdulillah. And then uh, we've got a few questions from the Bobs. Oh, there um, you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Uh, Abdullah is asking, uh, how can you avoid the dreaded tuss? Oh, um, make sure you, you know, fitness is pretty good. Um, so uh, knowing Abdullah, right, he, he normally goes on these big rides and doesn't really, doesn't really train for him or have, has any legs for him, right? So, you know, if you're going to do Ride London, right, with hardly any miles in your legs, then yeah, the likelihood of going tuss is very high. <laughs> so... Uh, so maybe you want to kind of join the kind of easy group, you know, like 18 mile power group, right? And you just <laughs> sit in and you might be all right, uh, uh, Abdullah. But uh, yeah, I think you've got to know your limits, right? Obviously know where your fitness level is and you know what you want to do, right? So I think the key thing is obviously um, is, you know, not to go to is, is 
don't burn us, don't burn you know the, the matches, you know what I mean, early on, right? Always save something towards the end. Because uh, like any ride, the, the hardest part, right? Especially if you, you know, if you've got good time, it's always gonna be the last couple of hours, right? The last 30 to 40 miles, right? Where you know you pushed on really a lot. And you know, do you have the miles on the legs to basically sustain that pace, you know, to, towards the end? And that's when fatigue really kicks in, and obviously that's where endurance kicks in a little bit, uh, uh, so to speak. So uh, yeah. yeah, but obviously you know, keep 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 in drinking. But yeah, if if your fitness levels not up, then yeah, just try not to go too hard, uh, Abdullah. You know, just stay with the easy group, and you'll be all right. And then final question, bro. Uh, and I, I want to know the answer to this as well. Like uh, he's asking, so Yasin's asking. Uh, When's uh, Doctor's Special VIX back in stock? And I didn't even know about this VIX, bro. Like, uh, what are you selling? So I'm not selling anything, right? So uh, um, so this, this is, there's a couple of things to this, right? So we were like, um, uh, Alhamdulillah, obviously, as part of my cycling journey, as I said earlier at the beginning of the, uh, the, the session, I made some incredible friends, right? And uh, uh, one of them, obviously, is uh, brother uh, Aki, who was, who was in Huddersfield. Uh, Marshall has got his own kind of you know YouTube channel. Just you know you know he, you know we ride out together. Uh, he's kind of documented a lot of our journeys in you know Spain, Mallorca, Gran Canaria, etc., Scotland. And one of the things was like you know on his videos was I was asking about comfort, right? How do you kind of stay comfort? Um, and I will, I think on one of the videos I kind of said like you know using um, uh, asos cream and all that kind of stuff, you know, because you know, everyone's different, right? Some are really comfortable; they don't really use anything. Uh, uh, chamois cream, etc. Some people obviously have, you know, long rides, um, you know, uh, have, have comfort issues. And and I think it was Altaf who, for some reason, right, while he was on video, he said, oh, uh, Dr. Shiraz was saying that um, use Vicks. And and then obviously he was asking me, I'm like, I never said that to him. And then Altaf then turned around and he goes, oh, no, no, no. What it was, it came out wrong. Uh, I remember you saying to me that, you know, uh, putting Vaseline on, on your babes is probably a good idea. Because obviously, you know, like, you know. Uh, um, I've heard that one before, voice. actually. Uh, yeah. Ash said that with me, actually. Yeah. Because, you know, like, you know, as you know, Junaid, you know, for when you go to Hajj and that, yeah, they say to use it for, because, you know, when you, you know, the Hajj days, is kind of, you know, it, 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 with the skin and stuff like that. So I used it and, you know, and I've heard a few other people really, and, it, and it definitely works, right? Uh, but for some reason, he confused Vaseline, right, with the Vicks. Don't try that. Don't try. Right. That. Yeah. So for the record, I never. I'm not. I'm not in, uh, endorsing it. I'm not even promoting it. It never came out from me, right? This was from Alta, right? He said. I said. He said. I said it was Vix. It wasn't. It meant, he meant to say uh, Vaseline, right? And then for some reason that stuck, right? Because uh, he's on video and he's on one of his YouTube uh, channels, and I don't know. Then it kind of went from Doctor to Doctor Vix, which, yeah, yeah. here we are. <laughs> on that bombshell Shiraz thanks for coming on no, 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 uh, we should end it there it's getting late and uh, all the best on your ride London inshallah uh, three oh. hours uh, give or take yeah no 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 no. I, I think um, you know if, if, if the thing is on this ride you know I don't want to like think too much into it because you know like one thing if you kind of try to pre-plan it it just never works like that uh, and honestly you know, the final thing I would say to everybody is you know just go enjoy the moment, right? If you're going for a time, you know, just let, let it play out how it plays out, right? You know, so just try to be safe and just get into a group and ride it. And I'll, that'll be the same thing for me, right? You know, let's see how we go, how we set off, get into a group. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm fully expecting you to be with me, Janet, the whole ride uh, and that side of thing, right? So not just you, 
Uh, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to riding with you know a good six seven of us all together. You know, I think you're you're the only one in wave A, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, there's um, Shazad from Slaus in A. Okay, okay. Uh, oh, so they've kept only the big mans in wave A. No, 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 no. I think there's about five of us in A, but you're right behind us, right? Same color group, so we we all starting together. No, I'm wave B, bro. You're gonna be yeah, longer no, than first. No, 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 no. So. So yeah, I, I, like I said, it's um, at the moment for me. It's just like I was glad that I was at the beginning of the wave, right? So you kind of start with the group, the you know decent group, and not with the you know uh, get caught up too much in the melee. But then how the ride plans out, inshallah, we'll see. You know, you know, it's it's out of our hands really. We just we just got to take each mile out as it goes because you just don't know, right? I mean, if the weather changes or whatever, you know, yeah. Let, let's just see, inshallah. Let's just you know. Take each five miles, ten miles at a time, and see where we are. And, you know, I mean, on any given day, anybody could be really, really, really strong, right? You know, because you know, I might just be tired, or anybody could tired, or someone might have a fantastic day. You know, and some of the bobs who are coming through, and you know, some of the rides they do, uh, I've, I fully expect at least a couple of them to to absolutely smash it. Alhamdulillah, right? Especially like obviously Shazad from Slough, you know, and you put the Yassin who's coming on the scene. You know what I mean? So, which is. For me, it's, it's incredible. I see these guys on stats and you know what? It's, it's really, really good to see, right? That these guys are really pushing themselves and, uh, you know, really putting uh, the Bob name on there. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I, I'll be glad if we could get a nice big group all kind of starting together and a nice big Bob presence finishing, you know, close to that below four-hour mark. That, that would be incredible, I think. You know, sure. whether I'm there or anybody else is there, you know, we just need to, you know, uh, the Muslim brothers to represent uh, uh, in that sense. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good. And uh, as I mentioned, no, as we both mentioned, I, I think this is just a start. It's just going to get bigger. Inshallah. And bigger. Absolutely. Yeah. Inshallah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I look forward to seeing you uh, in a week and a bit of time, Junaid, right? So, uh, and uh, it'd be good to kind of catch up the night before and, uh, yeah, and, and see the, the Bob Jersey craziness. On the, on, the, on the Sunday morning, inshallah. So, That's it, inshallah. On that, bro. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. All right.